0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back off the edge. We are done with... <laughs> I'm seeing Cam out of the corner of my eye. Uh, we're done with week three. It is gone, but man, was it historical. It was it was gnarly, yeah. as I would put it, Cam. Um, we had 70 points from the, uh, the Dolphins. The former ball boy.
0: The former, ball boy, the for the former ball
1: boy for the Broncos, uh, it, crazy stuff. We're going to yeah. get into all of it. We'll talk a little bit about the Monday Night Football games, the Eagles and Bengals wins over the Rams and Buccaneers. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the, the Lions getting that win against the undefeated Falcons. We're going to talk a little bit about the Colts with a huge overtime win on the road yeah. with a backup quarterback against Lamar and the Ravens. The Cowboys, down go them boys, oh. man, against uh, Arizona <laughs> and the Chargers Vikings game that had more defense than we expected. But before we get into that, of course. Just a word from our sponsor, BetOnline.ag, which is your number one source for all your betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts, but Cam. We got to let them know. We got to let them know. Underdog Fantasy, what what do they have cooking for us, Cam?
0: Yes, users will receive 100% deposit match up to $100. And I think now it's to $500 until October. But if they use our promo code OTE at sign up, you can click the link in the description to get started today.
1: Cam, Underdog is flying off the rails, man. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I still got to get you, like, into it, man, because... (laughs) There's uh there's some money to be made. I'll, I'll say my guy, cause it's not just fancy football, although it's fun. You can draft a team each week, but you can also get into their pick So if you think, Hey man, I don't know about you, but I think two is going to throw for more than 247 yards. Put your money where your mouth
0: is, right? Okay, yeah, which Tua is going to do? I mean, my man threw <laughs> for about four hundred last week, so yeah, I bet he will.
1: <laughs> he had like two hundred and forty-seven against the Patriots, and I just feel like that was way too low. But anyway,
0: <laughs> let's
1: uh, let's dive into it. First off, the Chargers Vikings game. This was the headline uh, game, I would say, which is bizarre because it was two zero and two teams, but you very rarely see that much talent on the field you know, through the first two games of the season and neither team has a win, you know, under their belt. So, uh, the chargers came away with the win. where I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Brandon Staley is going to be the head coach of this football team next year. The way he played, the way he called this game, the chargers eked this out. That was bad at your own 30 yard line, maybe even further back. And he goes for it on fourth down and does not get it. And essentially just gifts the Vikings and the Vikings still can't come through. So <laughs> Kirk cousins, I, I saw the graphics throughout the week cam number one in passing. You got Justin Jefferson, number one in receiving. And then you look at Daniel Hunter and he's one of the top pass rushers and people are like, how are they? zero three. Well, they're Owen three because of the turnover battle.
0: Yeah, there you go. We always talk about it each week, Jake, protect the football. At the end of the day, you got to protect the football and the Chargers, thankfully, they, they did a little bit decently this week. Uh, the Vikings continue to turn the football over. I think last week it was like, hey, they just fumbled the, their their win away, right? And they're doing it consistently each week. And so I don't know if it's the cold weather up there in Minnesota, Jake, or what it is, but they're going to have to figure out how to protect the ball because Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind, right? I know he was on that, that new show quarterback that came out on Netflix and I got a new love for Kirk Cousins, the way he approaches the game and whatnot. And he's playing lights out, Jake. I mean, if Tua, when it comes to the best quarterbacks in the league, I know Tua's number one. I mean, Kirk Cousins throw him in right there at number two. I think the way he's performing, the way he's moving the football around, pretty daggone impressive. 367, uh, 32 for 50, 97 quarterback rating night. And this is, you know, this is later down the line, um, a couple games in. So, I would like to see the Vikings take move things forward a little bit with when it comes to protecting the football. The Chargers, like I said, they eat this one out. But right last week against the, against Tennessee, they got smoked, and that was a game that I was like, "Hey, Chargers are gonna win this when they didn't." And so it's a little concerning. I know it's earlier in the season; we have we overreact overreact a lot. But the Chargers they have to do better because if not, like you said, things to change at the coaching spot.
1: Absolutely. And Justin Herbert has not thrown a pick so far. 405 yards, three touchdowns. Keenan Allen went off. He had 18 receptions on 20 targets for 215 yards. Alexander Madison looked pretty good in the run game finally for the Vikings. They've been waiting for this. I don't think it's a coincidence he had his best game of the year right after they acquired Cam Akers from the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, Madison's going to have a day. So they do come away at the win. The Chargers do. They needed it. The Vikings needed it as well. It's not an easy race when you're 0-3. It starts to get a little dangerous here, Cam. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, it they didn't come away unscathed. Mm -hmm. The chargers ended up losing Mike Williams to a torn ACL. And that's just, we don't like to see that. That was awful. Um, And, you know, now, you know, they're going to pivot to the rookie Quentin Johnston, a guy who hasn't quite had, you know, maybe the reps, Josh Palmer's had reps. Um, You know, we were expecting to see him get more reps, but he hasn't. Quentin Johnston's now going to have to emerge here because the chargers, I mean, Justin Herbert's going to keep rolling. Uh, but they, you know, you can't discount the talent Mike Williams is.
0: Yes. Mike Williams is a world beater. And, right, his name is not as popular as a, a Keenan Allen, right? But Mike Williams is just as valuable to that team as Keenan Allen is. And, you know, Jake, we talk about some of these, Quentin uh, Johnson, we talk about some of these rookie wide receivers, think about Jordan Addison for the Vikings, the way he showed out, um, the way he's been showing out really all season, Jake. He's been really, really cool to watch, really special to watch. Um, I know for this game, 52 yards, six catches, you know, nothing too crazy. But uh, last game, he had a nice touchdown, and he's moving the ball really well. Um, for Quentin Johnson, he was one of my guys, right? We talked about emerging wide receivers coming out of the draft. I do hope that he's able to figure it out, right? He can run, and he's a tall guy. He can jump. And so I want to see that, That. That. right? Mike Williams, is. those are big shoes to fill, but I do think Quentin Johnson, he can figure out um his own game but then also how to apply uh, apply that game to this charter's offense because they they got some ball players jake right josh kelly i know he didn't run the ball too too well this past game but they got some guys that can make plays on offense they just have to put it together and they're slowly doing it like we talked about it's early on in the season but when you're in that range of you know zero and three or whatever that is it gets a little spooky so um he's gonna have to come along for sure
1: absolutely um you know, that's the hope is that both teams will figure it out. The Chargers get the win. Vikings move to zero and three. That's like a death sentence in the NFL. But hey, it's a long season, so you know we'll see moving forward. Uh, the Cowboys two and zero coming in this game. We talked about it. Significant loss for Trayvon Diggs, uh, but I don't think a lot of people picked them to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. And no. I can tell you right now, Cam, I have a lot of thoughts about this game but I'm going to try to abbreviate it here because what I'm going to say right now is Josh Dobbs is playing his tail off. He is not overly uh, talented by any stretch. He doesn't have a Josh Allen arm. He's mobile, but it's, he's not Michael Vick. He's not Lamar Jackson. Um, But this guy is just, you can see it. He's, He's peaking like when you talk about like what you have left in the tank, he's trying to empty it all out, man. He's going all out for this Cardinals team. He's been a true leader. You know who else has been a true leader? James Conner. That offense has been moving with James Conner. The defense is getting pressure. Um, You know, I've been really impressed with Dennis Gardek off the line off the uh, edge there. And um, you know, I got to give a shout out to the rookie, Michael Wilson, who's been through countless injuries, huge touchdown in that game. Uh, went for like 70 yards, Michael Wilson, that touchdown. That's when you knew, wow, they're really going to upset the Cowboys. And for the Cowboys, it doesn't surprise me the way some people were surprised. Cause I was not impressed. We talked about it, cam the offense did not impress me the last two games the jets, they took them completely out of the game and it was just a, let's sit on the ball. Defense did its work. And then the first game of the year against the giants, let's sit on the ball. The defense did its work and special teams did its work. But in this one, when push came to shove. It's like the Cardinals were ready and 28 to 16 against the team. A lot of people thought was going to win one game all year, if even, and tank for Caleb. Uh, I got to tell you, the Cardinals, they they did not want to lose that game, and, and that was evident.
0: It's good to see, and like you said, you talk about upsets for this week. It was only week three, right? Everyone's overreacting, but some teams are as good as you think, right? I.e. Dolphins, and some teams aren't really, right? The Cowboys, the fact that they lost this game was quite a shocker, and I do think people in the Cardinals' locker room, it's not, it's not a shock to them, right? It's not a shock to them. They're like, hey, you know, we're getting counted out each game, each week, Jake. Anytime we line up the Cardinals, we're like, oh, they're last. They're definitely not going to win it. So the fact that they that they won this game, there's another upset as well that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But the fact that they won this game is big for the organization. I think you think about Kyler Murray as well coming back, what is he coming back to? If Josh Dobbs is going to be his backup, you know, you're a happy man. That's That's not bad at all, Josh Dobbs. A 17 for 21 120 uh, quarterback rating that's jake that's pretty damn good against the cowboys right i mean with the Diggs brother going out that might have taken a toll and you can see this too jake where some players might have a bigger effect than what their stats show right i know Diggs, um all pro rookie right uh, uh pro bowl and, and everything like that but i think what he brings to the team um might be stronger than, than w- what we know because for these guys <laughs> to give up that many points, Jake, um, that it, it says something. It says that there's a piece and there's an ingredient that's missing, and I think we can't overlook that. Um, and then we, we think about, too, Jake, we think about you mentioned the run game, um, Tony Pollard. I mean, you know, you think about Ezekiel Elliott uh, when I came into the NFL. You think about Ezekiel Elliott. You think about Todd Gurley, some of the better running backs to touch the football that are in the league. And then now that Zeke is gone, you see Tony Pollard emerge. It's like, man. This is pretty damn cool. 122 yards, Jake, over 23 carries. That's that's pretty impressive. It's really cool to see a guy like Tony Pollard come back from an injury um, and, and find success each week, Jake. It's not like you're right. You think about like a Josh Jacobs, right? For the for the Raiders, like, I think last week he had like negative two rushing yards. You're not really seeing the inconsistency with Tony Pollard. You're seeing a steady a steady increase, and the Cowboys uh, front office saw that as well. And Jake, we think about. The Cardinals in general, when you think about them winning this football game at this point, I don't know who's going to be in the playoff run. This. I don't know who's going to be in the playoff run because anything can happen in this game of football. And we do know this is overreaction Monday and Tuesday.
1: <laughs> no, I, you're absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> you know, I thought we just saw some really good running back play out of James Conner and Tony Pollard, you know, yeah. Um Tony Pollard, I've been saying it for years has been better than Ezekiel Elliott since he came into the league. I mean, he was a gem and, and you could kind of see it. You know, I saw it at the senior bowl. I think a lot of people saw it as well. Uh, how about our guy, Matt gay Four yeah. field goals, over 50 yards, NFL record, including the overtime winner to take the Colts and beat them on the road, beat the, the Ravens move to two and one. They're now 2 0 on the road. They have not won at home. Uh, they got the Rams upcoming this week, but this game against the Ravens was massive. Gardner Minshew, no starter there. Minshew showed you what he does. He can manage the game. He can make enough plays down the stretch where you get a good defense and the way the Colts defense has played, 12 sacks this year. You know, you're able to kind of, you know, roll off that. But I, I was most impressed with not just Zach Moss is 30 for 122, but their commitment to run the ball on the road in a short, in a very uh, tough game. Lamar Jackson's ripping off 100 yards. You have Gus Edwards who can't stop. Hell, Melvin Gordon turned back the clock a little bit on a couple of those runs. But I was really impressed. The Colts stayed by their game, and they didn't put Minshew in situations where he could turn the, the ball over and lose it.
0: Yeah. And just like you said, we talked about it from the start of this show. We covered it on our Believe in Rams show. Is holding on to the football. That's the most important thing when it comes to the game. And the <laughs> the Colts, Jake, take the football away the best in the league. I think they're top one and top two when it comes to sacks, force fumbles, and TFLs. And that's what you want to see out of your defense. And the fact that you go on the offensive side, Garner Minshew, um, you know, the fact in Michael Pittman Jr., Zach Moss, the, the way that these guys are playing. That's what you want to see. I mean, going against the Ravens and, and beating them there with Lamar Jackson getting paid as much money as he did with all those weapons around. Well, uh, the are running backs. I know they're, some of them are hurt, and Odell is hurt. Uh, but that, that Ravens team, we were expecting, I think, to exceed our expectations and for the Colts to go in and flip the script on them. That was really cool. So much of the Cardinals, Jake, is you can't count any of these teams out that you think, ah, oh, the Colts, whatever, no, that defensive line with Armstead there, with Sam Ebukam, uh, Zaire Frank, like those guys are are moving. They're forcing ha- – they're causing havoc. And I do think when they play the Rams, they're going to have some problems because Lamar Jackson has some problems, right? He got sacked a couple times and um, forced some turnovers. So, yeah, it's going to be a long day for the Rams next week, and the Colts is really cool to see those guys coming along.
1: Speaking of the Rams, they did fall on the road. Monday Night Football against the Bengals, 19-16. to 16. They abandoned the run. It was the fewest carries that Sean McVay has ever given a running back in a one-position game in his career uh, with only 10. Joe Burrow kept things rolling. It was not easy. I don't know why they had him drop back so much, and they didn't just use Mixon more, although he did end up with 19 carries. Um, but this was Lou Anarumo getting the job done. Ludini, as the Bengals fans yeah. call him, I thought he really just outcoached Sean McVay, man to man. He he made him look silly at times. And when the Rams lost their left tackle, that's when the Bengals were just chomping at the bit. This was still always a game, and the Rams could have won this game. But you can't take anything away. Jamar Chase finally gets going. He had under 40 yards back to back weeks. Well, he blew up. He had 141 Ooh. in this game. T Higgins left the game. We hope he's going to be okay. Um, everyone was held under 40 yards for the most part. So right now the Bengals aren't the Bengals that we're used to winning 19 to 16, um, but the Bengals fans will take this. And this was a huge step in the right direction with Joe Burrow, with the Bengals getting this win Monday Night football. I think you can rally off this. And uh, you know this is one of the top teams in the AFC. I had them win the Super Bowl. I still think it's possible. Um, you know, hats off to uh, Zach Taylor's crew because they needed that badly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you talked about Joe Burrow. We Jake, we talked about this game. Is the Rams? Was going to be a, cake, a cakewalk for them. They're like, oh, Joe Burrow's ankles are ankles hurting, lower lower extremities hurting. He's not going to be able to move. Blah blah blah. No, those guys um, at at the Houdet Nation, they were ready to go, Jake, especially that defense, especially that defense. I mean, you just talk about the amount of sacks, um, TFLs, uh, pressures that they had on Matthew Stafford, who was looking like a top five. He's still a top five quarterback in the league. I'll say that. But stats-wise, Jake, he was the number one, number two, number three. He was right in the mix there. Unfortunately, he must, I might have said it before. He had a contract with Logan Wilson, said, Hey, buddy, do you want the ball this game? Because I'm going to give it to you twice. And so we, we talked about Lou, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, and how well of a job he did. Jake, I think. Confusing Matthew Stafford, allowing Matthew Stafford to gift them with the football multiple times, which is what the Rams can't do. It is what any team can't do, right, is the turnover margin. But then also getting after him, Jake, just Dax Hill, um, Trey Hendri- uh, Hendrickson. I mean, these guys are really getting after the Rams offensive line. And, Jake, it really took the third or fourth quarter. And then I just want to call this out. The Rams – fall apart a bit in this third and fourth quarters, Jake. The 49ers game, they were beating them until, uh, until, uh, until halftime, after the halftime, and then third and fourth quarter came, those adjustments came in, and they started to crumble a little bit, and you saw at this game as well, that offensive line just started to crumble a little bit, and um, I heard it actually from one of the Cowboys' defensive ends, they were talking about the Giants, when they scored about 50 points on the Giants, he was like, you know what, we're going to break that offensive line's will, so they want to make them give up at halftime, and I do have a feeling that the Rams team kind of that offensive line gave, gave up at halftime. Jake, that third quarter, they were like, "We don't want no more smoke. Y'all are y'all are bringing that blitz, and we can't really handle it." And they they took the L that day.
1: Yeah, just uh, not a great day at the office. Stafford sacks six times. That's not conducive to winning football. They lost by three. So once again, back to back one possession games. But McFay faced twenty nine and nineteen all time in one possession games. It's not a bad record. Uh, but we know he can do better and b- abandoning the run the way he did in that one possession manner uh, was a big reason for the loss. Um, we move on to the next game here, who I mentioned Lou Anarumo out coach Sean McVay. We need another word for what Mike McDaniel did to Sean
0: Payton. <laughs> Disrespect. Okay. Dis- put we, him in a blender.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I was, I was here for it because I like a lot of points. Um, you, and, uh, you know, I'm happy for Vic Fangio. He was fired from the Broncos. You know, it, it's like your you're former employee, things don't end all that well. And then you kind of be like, how you feel now,
0: baby? Like, how do you feel? You, <laughs> you know, wanna say, you want to say another word, but nah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, well, also that's... Too, and also, too, Jake, <laughs> what I want to say this as well is for for Sean, I, I, I wanted to see this score, Jake, against the Broncos. The reason why is what Sean Payton said at the beginning of the year um towards our jets oc that was unacceptable and i think the whole football family saw that that was unacceptable and I'm, I'm glad they ran up the score jake they ran up the score they didn't score that 72 right to break the record i think he took a knee towards the end of the game but at the end of the day this is a game of respect and if you don't respect other people well you're gonna get disrespected and i <laughs> the broncos and sean payton got disrespected and to be honest he he might have deserved that jake he might have deserved that
1: i i he did deserve it. I'm gonna say, <laughs> no, no, might the fans didn't. So anyone that's watching, that's a Broncos fan, we love you guys. We have yeah, no yeah. issue with you guys. There's no smoke, and I feel for you because last year the same thing happened against the Rams, 51 to 14, with a different coach. But with Sean Payton, it's different because yeah. Sean Payton is known for running up scores. He ran up the preseason score against the Rams. He went for it on fourth down to make sure he could, you know, so they won by 40 against the Rams last uh, week of preseason. So then he comes out, he makes those comments, whatever. He, he's had some stuff in the past. He's not well-liked by some players around the league. Marcus Peters would definitely agree with that. Mm. So to see the Dolphins come out and impose their will, to see Tua shut every hater up, uh, you know, I mean, he looked unbelievable. Devon Achan, which by the way, that's his name. He wants to be called that. Devon Achan. Mm. A-chan uh looked great. Okay. Uh Tyreek Hill, he like he had nine catches for 157 yards and a touchdown, and he clocked out. He was like, I'm good. Like the, the running backs got it, you know? <laughs> and they did because Raheem Mostert had four touchdowns and A-Chan had four touchdowns. So just an awesome performance by the Dolphins. They literally scored 21 points in two separate quarters. And they scored in every quarter, 14, 21, 14, 21. Uh, Mike White came in and threw a bomb to Chase, uh, or I forget his name, Chosen Anderson, Robbie Anderson, but he's called Chosen now. Um, Unbelievable, man. Just unbelievable. I feel like the NFL needed this because, you know, every year there's always a wacky like week where like a, I remember Will Fuller, and like the Texans, like fancy football wise, that guy had over like 45 points. He had like four touchdown catches. He went over like 200 receiving yards, you know, wacky stuff like that. Yeah. This was wacky cam. Like <laughs> how often are you going to see four touchdowns for running backs? I mean, Tyreek Hill. If you told me that the dolphins were going to score 70 points, but Tyreek Hill wasn't even going to hit 200 receiving yards. And Oh, by the way, doing this without Jalen waddle. I would have laughed at you. There's yeah. no way that was going to happen.
0: And what did chosen Anderson, say, on his uh, post-game pressure. He was like, shoot. At one point, I was like, let's go for 100. <laughs> that was <laughs> – I mean, and that's, that's the, the –
1: competitor in these guys, man.
0: Exactly. Why not put 100 hundred bill on them and, and send them home crying a little bit? But, Jake, Mike McDaniel used to be the, the ball boy for the Broncos, had a, a great interview, and that's been the meme. That's been floating around social media. And I think what that goes to say, Jake, is – There's no job that's too little or too big for anyone, right? Like if you're the CEO of a company, you can pick up the trash and you can also make the $100 million, um, you know, deals and everything like that. But just going to Mike McDaniel shows his character. Um, It shows that no matter where you are, whether it be, uh, you know, in the sports space or just anything in life that, you know, with great with with time. Things will work out just how you want them to. And for Mike McDaniel, he's mad scientist, coach of the year talk. Jake, I mean, can we can we talk about it? Coach of the year talk. The way he's he's preparing to uh, he, the way he's preparing his athletes for success. These guys they like, are having the best seasons of their career right now. They're having the best seasons of their career because they're in the proper position to be successful and. It starts at the top. It starts at the top at the end of the day. And Mike McDaniel needs more credit. And I want to see him in the run for coach of the year. It's only week three. It's overreaction week, like we always say. But the way, like I said, these guys are performing for him, unbelievable.
1: Here's the weird thing, okay? Mike McDaniel took that team to the playoffs without Tua last year and started Skylar Thompson. And they had a shot to beat the Bills. They had a shot. They were in that game. If he wins the Super Bowl before <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, what is the talk there? The 49ers <laughs> let this guy go, man. You yep. know, I'm just yep. saying that I, this this guy might be the new like we talk about. Oh, the next Sean McVay. There's no McVay. This guy might be the next Sean McVay. Yeah, like he yep. genuinely might be the next Sean McVay. And I bet you, if you talk to Jalen Ramsey, like who already said, yeah, he's kind of weird, like. He would probably say, yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of him in a sense, like what his come up has been, what mm-hmm. he has meant as far as producing wins, producing a winning culture, getting everybody to buy in. Mm-hmm. Is he Sean McVay? Does he have the, you know, the gelled hair and, and the personality? <laughs> no, no, he, he's, he's a very he's a very weird dude, but he's <laughs> cool he's cool weird, weird, weird is good know? by the way <laughs> yeah weird is weird is good like when he was running away from the cameras that i was i was cracking up yeah. sunday night football
0: after beating bill belichick like come on fam that's that's pretty impressive that's pretty impressive <laughs>
1: i just love that like the cameraman was chasing him he's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's good it's hard it's not good to football. root for that guy Exactly, exactly. It's hard not to, Jake, and it's really, really cool to see. Uh, you talk about Devon A. Chan. He had to change his last name. He's like, you're going to put respect in my name. This is how my family says it, and it's really impressive. The fact that he put up 200 yards rushing Jake, that's impressive. And the offensive line, we're talking about all these receivers, X, Y, and Z, but let's, let's talk about the offensive line, Jake, because running backs don't run the way that they run, and the quarterbacks don't throw the way that they throw unless the offensive line is protecting these guys, right? I mean, each week Jake I look up at the stats and I mean, Tua's throwing for 300 yards every single game. So at this point, I mean, these offensive line need to be getting Rolexes. Uh they need to be getting some stock or whatever Tua wants to give them because these guys are keeping the stock them clean. options
1: in the Dolphins. <laughs>
0: the stock option in the Dolphins. Whatever whatever they want to do, but these guys on the offensive line they, they had to get taken care of because the way that this offense performance is super impressive. And then, Jake, I want to go on the Broncos side because we didn't really talk about too many uh, highlights, but Marvin Mims, Jake, he's showing up week in and week out, even if his team's getting beat by 70. Super impressive. Uh, he only got targeted five times and caught the ball five times for 73 yards and one for 38. So he's showing up consistently, and it's really, really good to see, even though they're getting blown out each game. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's kind of the story, right? I mean, obviously the dolphins, 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 but I mean, I gotta say like Russell Wilson didn't look terrible. Uh, Corlin Sutton balled out, you know, in terms of like a, a game to game basis. Like I thought he looked pretty good. Um, and to your point, Mims had another, you know, huge. So like there's still things to take away, but The dolphins also might win the super bowl. So you can't get too much down on yourself because I mean, you know, we talked to, to Andrew uh, Siciliano on believe in Rams. And he told us, he's like, I don't think the dolphins are going to be very good. And you know, that's, we're kind of seeing it. So uh, we've talked about this 70 to 20 game enough. Let's give the lions some love here. They get back in the win column at Ford field. It's kind of weird. It feels like they should be undefeated, but Still, it's a good win, twenty to six at home against a good Falcons team. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got we got to talk about it. I yeah. I thought Desmond Ritter showed some things that you like, mm-hmm. but I also thought Desmond Ritter took some sacks he can't take. He had seven for sixty two yards. Cam, Ooh. I mean, this was a game until like the fourth quarter, like that late touchdown to Sam Laporta. Like this is still a game and. I don't know. To me, Bijan Robinson getting the ball 10 times is not enough. Mm-hmm. I know this defense is really good against the run. By the way, this defense is really good against the run. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed with the job that the lions have done. The defense truly has improved. Um, Kyle Pitts had a giant touchdown opportunity that Ritter overthrew him on. Mm-hmm. I-, I mean, Ritter has to be better, and I understand this is like his true first year starting because he only started a few games last year. But we're going to be on this guy because we expect yeah. more from him. And to your point, Heineke's right around the corner, and we already know that he can win those games. So when you have like, you know, Jesse Bates, who's literally a problem every game now, another interception, this guy's another just one. <laughs> a, another one, exactly. He's just been unbelievable. Um, you know, I think really what it comes down to is that this Falcons team might be ahead of schedule, but this Falcons team might be three and zero with Heineke, and they're two and one here with Desmond Ritter. What does that mean? How do you extrapolate that over a seventeen game season? What are we looking at week ten? And so the thing is, you what you you want to be mindful of not ruining Ritter's development, but you also want to be mindful of the fact that this team might be better and might actually have a chance to win playoff games, and you can't just sit there and be like, all right, we're just going to give him his due, if this guy's the reason you're losing those said games.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay right now. Like I said, 2 and one so let's just go ahead and chalk it up. Desmond's doing an okay job, but I do think, Jake, halfway through the season, I think we're going to see Taylor Heineke, and we're going to go over Desmond Ritter's numbers a little bit. Uh, 201 yards, 21 for 38 70% quarterback rating so you know we're seeing the vacillation the up and down and I, I'm I'm waiting for Taylor Heineken to step in and save the day but you know the Lions Jake they they're a great team you mentioned it before you feel like they should be a little bit further along than this right They beat the Chiefs starting off and then you know loss to the Seahawks so it's early in the season in OT in OT yeah I have to keep reminding myself it is early in the season it's only it's going on week four so we have to <clears throat> keep it easy here but what I will say, Sam LaPorta, my man. I mean, super impressive. Amon ra St. Brown, super impressive. These two guys uh, being being the bell cows for this offense has been super impressive. And then also, too, we think about um, just the running game and Jameer Gibbs, what that looks like. I know – and just total offense in general for both sides wasn't super impressive, and I do think you shout out the defense, right? Aiden Hutchinson, right? What is he doing? What is that defense on both sides of the ball looking like him? And I also want to say this, Jake, we cover the Bengals and the Rams, but Jesse Bates, the fact that he's showing up each week, I think we have to then tip our cap off to Lou, the Bengals coordinator, right? Because it's like, okay, if you're sending guys off to different places and they're producing, that means when they were with you in Ohio uh, playing for the Bengals, that means they learned a lot, right? They, they're, they're scheming and they're understanding what to do and where to go, and Jesse Bates is continuously proving that he's the top – one of the top safeties in the league. I know we had him on our top 10 list, and he might be slowly climbing up that list, Jake, just the way that he's playing football. is really impressive. But I also want to go back to Sam LaPorta, right? You think you talked about um, the Falcons and their offense and Kyle Pitts and what that looked like. Kyle Pitts is all tight and everything. Well, Sam LaPorta is looking like all tight and everything as well. And so if folks have uh, Sam LaPorta on your fantasy football team, continue to start him each week because, my man, he's going off.
1: No, I, I totally agree with you there. And if you you play fantasy football with individual defensive players, Jesse Bates is going off. So yeah. W- yeah, there's your fantasy football advice from yeah. off the edge. Uh, no, totally agree <laughs> with you. Laporta's breaking records. I think everyone, you know, was talking about Puka Nakua, but I don't think enough people are talking about Sam Laporta. Yeah. Kind of a, a slower start week one against the Chiefs. I he still had like you know a decent game but I think we're starting to see it. He has the most receptions of any tight end in the first three games. So Jared Goff is looking to him and I don't see that changing. I really don't. I think he is really a part of the offense. I don't love the way they use Jameer Gibbs. I really don't. Um, I thought he ran hard and and he had a good day. They didn't run as much with him, but they won. So I don't really give a rip. All right, we move on (laughs) (laughs) the Packers and the Saints. Uh this game was unfortunate and here's why.
0: <laughs>
1: so I on the show picked the Saints uh, uh yeah, I picked the Saints to win, I believe. Um so oh, no, I I think I actually Probably I picked the, the I picked the Packers to win.
0: Yeah, Jordan Love, yeah.
1: Yeah, no no, I picked the Packers to win with you. And so I changed my pick on Twitter right before the game because I no. saw that Uh yeah. Yep. I saw that Bakhtiari was out. I saw Jair was out and I was like, hold on a second. I don't know. I (laughs) think this is gonna be a close game. I think that's enough to move the you know, tip the scale a little bit towards the Saints. Um and the defense, the Saints defense held me 18 points. Mm -hmm. What I am so bummed about is Derek Carr got hurt. I do think the Saints win this game if if Carr didn't get hurt, they were in control, they were up seventeen nothing car gets hurt the second half green Bay scores 18 in the fourth quarter. And again, you have to tip your hat to Jordan love who oh, once oh. again, okay, he's through his first pick guy has seven touchdowns and one interception through the first uh, three games. He is sizzling right now. Everyone keeps talking about his completion percentage cam. I don't really care. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but I think we kind of look at completion percentage, you know, it's, it's very biased. Like, Oh, well, if he has a good completion percentage and I like him, I'll mention it. But a guy that I don't like, I'm going to discredit him with it. And I thought Jordan love made some huge bucket throws late in the game. The touchdown to Romeo Dobbs was huge. Uh, Jaden Reed. It seems like they really have somebody there. Luke Musgrave, uh Dontavion Wicks. They weren't really running the football cam because they were playing from behind. So, Jordan Love had the the issue of I have to score 18 to win this game unanswered against a defense that gets to pin their ears back and rush at me knowing that we're not running the football
0: Yeah, and we're down, yeah.
1: you know, and yeah. I think that like you can't discount how impressive it was the way Love played and to be fair, the Packers defense like say what you will Jameis Winston isn't just a guy like I, I like Jameis. I think he's probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in football Yeah, and he played well. He didn't play great, but he played all right. And Packers defense is a big reason without Jair, without some of these guys Packers defense stepped up. Jordan love stepped up and you have the green yeah. Packers at two and one.
0: There you go. I mean, and how impressive is this, Jake, for Jordan Love to step in, take over for Aaron Rodgers? He's going to be that guy who took over for Aaron Rodgers. When the history books are written, he's the guy that took over for Aaron Rodgers, and he's starting off pretty doggone well, Jake. Uh, the fact that they're winning early on in the season, we say this first kind of the first quarter, he's excelling. Um, we'll see how, how, as time progresses. We'll see how he does because teams will have a lot of tape. Like, all those young guys doing this, doing that. Um, I want to go to the the Packers defense, Rashawn, Gary, Jake, three sacks in one day. That's pretty daggone impressive. The Saints offensive line. Contract to your baby. There you go, right? Throw them hands up, throw them dollars up. That's super impressive. Um, The Saints offensive line, uh, unacceptable for letting one guy get that many sacks. So, for the next game, hey, let's chip protect. Let's make sure you keep an eye on Rashawn Gary because he checked, my man. But, overall though you think about just the offense in general each side w- wasn't too well you talked about Derek Carr had 104 uh pass rating before he got hurt pretty daggone impressive Jameis had an 80 um but then Jordan Love 22 for 44 so I see what you mean by the completion percentage right he's kind of half on that and a lot of times right a lot of times the receiver doesn't catch the football uh right it hits him in the hands they drop it or there's tipped and it flies off and and that's okay, but he got the dub. <laughs> so it doesn't and really he's matter. He's taking
1: shots, Cam. He's not doing the Desmond Ritter special where I'm going to throw it at the last scrimmage. No, he's going down the field. He's like, I'm going to throw, I'm going to drop a Rogers bucket throw in here. I'm going to, yeah, like, know. when I watch him throw the back shoulder fade, I'm like, bro. Was that Aaron Rodgers? Like it's, (laughs) it's spooky, man. Like what if, what if let's just think about for a second, they really found their, because right now three games, Jordan love looks like a franchise quarterback uh, with some, you know, issues with the completion percentage that I don't really care about. But what if man, because think about this, Aaron Jones is out. They miss Aaron Jones. His completion percentage is going to go up right now. He's, he's, He's pushing, he's pressing, yeah. he's testing. And it's like when Aaron Jones is there, it's going to make it easier on him. So the fact that he's showing he can win football games without Aaron Jones, that's what I'm most interested in. But I will say on the Saints side, um, I like that Kendra Miller at of TCU got his first run. He wasn't amazing yeah. in this game, but it's nice to see. Olave showed you, it doesn't matter if it's car Winston, I'm going over a hundred, man. I am one of the best <laughs> wide receivers in the league. And he is right. If he said that. Um, and then furthermore, Cam, I'll say this right now, Derek Carr. Okay. They got to be very careful. Sprain AC joint. I was listening to, I think it was Ryan Clark. And he was saying how, man, I had a sprain AC joint. And before I got my shot, like right before the game, I can't lift my arm.
0: Yeah. So it, it's,
1: you can't rush him back. You need to be aware. This is a team that could go far. You just got to get in the dance. You got to play it safe here. You can't rush Derek yeah. Carr back.
0: Yeah, you got Jameis Winston, right? Like you said, he's not just some regular player, right? Led the Buccaneers. And for a while, I played with Jameis through a lot of touchdowns, through some interceptions, and he's going to work on that. Um, and I think he's a better quarterback now. You got Jameis, um, you got Taysom Hill. Let's go ahead and pump the brakes a little bit, right? Maybe get somebody uh on your practice squad, another quarterback just in case. But I think we pump the the pump the brakes if you're the Saints, make sure Derek Carr gets healthy. You got Jameis and Taysom Hill that can drive things forward. That's really important. And then you think about it, Jake. Um Alvin Kamara is is now back. Thankfully. I think he had a meme that hit the hit their airwaves. That was pretty daggone funny. He's off of his three game suspension. He's back in the game. And so now Jameis Winston has an outlet to go to, right? Think about the pass game. You think about Alvin Kamara, Jake. I know Christian McCaffrey is the number one running back right now. But at one point, Jake, I, I played I played for the Buccaneers. Alvin Kamara was more dangerous than Christian McCaffrey was because my man can not only catch a ball in the backfield, but then he can also run it and carry people on his back, right? Uh, his balance is insane. Um, he scored five touchdowns. I think it was a Christmas game he scored five touchdowns. Alvin Kamara is one of the elite running backs in the league. Injuries are taking, uh, taking a hold of him now, so we'll see where that goes. But Alvin Kamara, I'm looking forward to see him get back in that lineup there. And then you talk about Chris Olave and Michael Thomas, but especially Chris Olave. Um, Ohio State, Jake, I think might be wide receiver youth because these guys are just showing up over and over again. And it's kind of unbelievable to see like Marvin Harrison Jr. For Ohio State, he's catching footballs left and right. as It doesn't make any sense. And then you think about um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, right, for the Seahawks. I know he's trying to figure out his way, but I would think the guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba would have a have a year like Chris Olave maybe next year or so once he gets over his rookie year. But Chris Olave, the Ohio State wide receivers are super impressive. And this Saints team, like you said, they have enough, Jake, to move things forward. And hey, Derek Carr, get healthy. Jameis Winston, you got this. So we'll see. You didn't mention Garrett Wilson, man. <laughs> so, Garrett, yeah, sorry. There's, there's a lot. There's that's a lot. the number one. That's the number one guy, big Garrett. I mean that one hand that one handed catch, shake that he had in the. What was it? I forget who they were playing, but that that cross body one handed catch that he had in the end zone. Oh, that, that was against
1: was, the Bills Week One.
0: Against the Bills, crazy. He
1: like crazy juggled it back to yeah, just gnarly stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. LSU would definitely have an argument. Just OBJ, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. um, (laughs) The list goes on. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's crazy when you think about it. But let's talk about, uh, you know, the Buccaneers here at home. Tough, tough team the Eagles are. And, and, you know, I think – what we got to start talking about is like DeAndre Swift is here to stay. That wasn't just like a one-off last week. Like we said, you got to put some respect on Swift's name. He ran for 130 against a defense that I think does well, like a stop in the run. Um, so I liked what I saw there. I thought Jalen hurts who look, I don't think Jalen hurts is healthy. Like I, I don't. And I think that's yeah. what's so impressive about the Eagles is they're winning. Despite the fact hurts continues to turn the ball over. He does not mm-hmm. look like a continuation of last year while he can still make that wow throw can still have those wow plays and still come away with two touchdowns. He still had two interceptions in this game, you know? So I I do think that's a little bit of a concern Um, AJ Brown. We knew it was only a matter of time. We saw the attention on the sideline. Of course, my guy had 14 targets uh, then everyone else had seven or below. I mean, you knew that was coming, (laughs) right? But, but with the bucks though, I I need to see more out of Baker. I think we saw some decent things, but he he needs to first off got to get Chris Godwin involved a little bit more. If you just go to Mike Evans, 10 targets, you know, everyone else was five or below. If you just go to Mike Evans, Philly's too good. They know what you're doing. They're going to double him up, make it tougher. He had five catches for 60 and a touchdown. Um, What I came away in this game though, uh, Cam was the fact that, well, Rashad White's fumble cannot happen. Like, mm-hmm. I was ready. If if I'm the Bucks, like, I'm benching him for Sean Tucker right on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot be fumbling when we're going up against the defending NFC champion Eagles. But you really cannot be fumbling when we're going up against Jalen Carter because my man, Jalen Carter, might be the best player on the Eagles right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: he's a rookie in his third game, Kim. Led the team in pressures, just lives in the backfield. He looks yeah. unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good to see, Jake. It's good to see that defensive lineman that um, has been through it. To be honest, Jalen's been through it, Jake. Just off the field stuff and then now emerging. He's taking that energy, that noise that people were talking about, and he's he's injecting it into his game. And it's really cool to see. So I I do hope that young man stays healthy. And then you think about it, too, on the Buccaneers side, their defense with two interceptions, that's pretty daggone impressive. And then our guy, Levante, David with 13 tackles in the sack. I think, you know, call Hall of Fame, whatever you want to do it, but it's just really cool to see a guy like Levante who stayed with the Buccaneers his whole career, continuing continuing to do that hopefully retires with him. we'll see another person that i hope retires with the buccaneers is mike evans so you see that on the offensive side you see that 10 target piece well the buccaneers and mike evans we talk about that contract negotiation i know they were not on the same page and there's things that are going on on the business side so all mike evans can do is ball out on the field and i'm sure he told baker hey guy you know these folks don't respect me, so give me the football. Throw me the football. Baker's like, you know what? I got you. Ten targets. Everyone else gets five. <laughs> and like you said, it's it's unacceptable, right? You got to pass the ball around a little bit, but that also goes to the Eagles' defense, Jake, because we talk about Chris Godwin being a dang dang old good wide receiver, right? Three for five for thirty-two yards, uh, Mike Evans five for ten for sixty yards. That means someone was clamping their ass down, and that Eagles defense is pretty darn impressive. And then you go on the other side of the ball with AJ Brown, uh, they're nine for 14 for 131 yards. Uh, we mentioned it. He he was due, he is due, and it, it's good to see because to be honest, if this game didn't happen, Jake, then you're kind of getting to that, that digs and, and Allen type of thing where there's that miscommunication and in the playoffs that's that stuff shows jake we, we like i said we see with the bills every time they get to the playoffs anytime digs needs the ball he doesn't really get it where he, when he needs to and i can see that with this with this eagles team jake you just talked about it hurts he's not where he needs to be he's not 100 percent. and thankfully he got aj brown the ball because if not this this issue is going to show up later on and they, they fixed it here but the big question is do they do it again next week because if not we could we could have something on our hands.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I gotta say, I mean, this was a twenty-two to three game. I was disappointed because I thought the Buccaneers really looked good, and they looked good against the Vikings. They won that game on the road. The Vikings threw all over this Eagles defense, and this Eagles defense was without um, uh, uh, Maddox, um, and you know Avante Maddox, and so you know they they had to move things around. I saw before the game Bradbury is going to play in the slot. I was like. Hold on. Wait a second. And uh, I don't know. It worked out for them. I think Dude. Jalen Carter's really been a difference maker um, mm. because they were already really good. And then they added him and somehow he's playing higher level than anybody on the team, which is just crazy <laughs> for me to say. I'm just being realistic. Like we might have like an Aaron Dolan situation on our hands where yeah. by, you know, his rookie year, like at the end of his rookie year, you're talking about him as one of the top players on the team and then the next season, he is the he is the guy going into his second season. You're like, yeah, that's the best player on the team already. Period.
0: Yeah. And you think about Jake, just who's Brandon Graham? He has Brandon Graham that's in the same room as him. So he's giving that young man all this knowledge, Jake, and all that. I think about like your Levante Davis and Devin White, right? Like when Devin Wright, Devin White's rookie year, we were thinking, oh, shit, we got a Hall of Fame linebacker on our hands. Well, that's because of the people that stand next to them, Jake. That's the people that that pushed them forward and, and helped them with their game, right? Uh, uh, Graham, I think, what, it was, got drafted in 2010? So he's been in the league for 13 years. That's That's that knowledge is getting It's getting blessed right over Jalen Carter's head before he goes and makes a sack. Like, Oh, Brandon told me to do this sack. Got him. And you you can't, it's hard to measure that, that, that experience, that knowledge is hard to measure that. And and Jalen Carter's benefiting from it.
1: No, absolutely. Um, I think to, to wrap this up, we'll do our, our quick segment, quick hitter segment, you know, uh, CJ Stroud rookie of the year. He looked really damn good. The, the Texans blew out the Jaguars 37-17 on the road. Makes me wonder who who's really the the cream of the crop in this division or is everybody still in, you know, like even the Titans who, who looked awful against the Browns. Uh, this division's up in the air. What were your thoughts on C.J. Stroud?
0: C.J. Stroud, pretty impressive. You got a shout-out to D'Amico. D'Amico for getting him in the right spot, in the right place. When there's have rookie quarterbacks, you expect a, a cluster, and he's figured C.J. Stroud's figured it out, and that's what you want to see, Jake. He's figured it out, and even think about this: the dra- his draft process. People say, "Oh, he can't read defenses. He scored low on the wonderlick test," and I'll bump that. C.J. Stroud is him.
1: Yeah, and we saw it spreading the ball all over the place. Robert Woods, Nico Collins continued, and Tank Dell had himself Dang. a day. So <laughs> keep an eye on those Texans. That that yeah. was that was legit. Seahawks look good again. Uh, after their 17 point blowout loss to the Rams week one at the home opener, they've now won back to back games, looked impressive 37 to 27 over the Andy Dalton led Panthers who look, I think Andy Dalton had him in that game. Uh, some of the play calling was really questionable. I'm starting to wonder when you're going to actually just move over to Thomas Brown calling the plays. I knew you knew I <laughs> there where that was going, but, uh, yeah. what were your thoughts on this game? Cause I thought this was a good bounce back. Uh, You know, to continue on the momentum you built beating the Lions on the road, going back home and and taking down the Panthers was huge.
0: I mean, Seattle Seahawks, Jake, they're after that lost the Rams. I think they woke the heck up. I mean, DK Metcalf, six for eight for 112 yards. He's catching the football well, Jake. He doesn't have a lot of drops here. Each week I look at his stats and that number, that six to eight or that five to five he is pretty close to catching every football that comes his way. So that's really daggone impress- uh, impressive. Uh, De- Devin Witherspoon, Jake, um, only allowing three catches after he was targeted 11 times. That's pretty cool. And Jake, Zach Charbonnet, anytime I cut on the daggone tape, my man has an angry run, right? Like the scepter, whatever it is, I think that should just live in his locker because he is running through somebody's soul every single week. And it's really cool to see, but I thought it was a, a good game for sure.
1: Yeah, I thought Kenny Walker ran really well in that one as well. Uh, mm. so you know, good stuff from Seattle. We'll see. Carolina's now 0-3. And I thought Andy mm. Dalton gave him a shot. Adam yeah. Thielen went off. Yeah. Uh, good to see there, but not great stuff. Uh moving forward. The Panthers are gonna try to have to avoid 0-4 this upcoming week. Zach Wilson struggles again in 15-10 loss to the Patriots. What do we make of this? Because, you know, my first thought was that Cowboys game, you got the elite Cowboys defense. Okay. Um, but Zach Wilson was just horrible against the Patriots. They had every opportunity defense made multiple stops. I think it's time you start getting ready. That's why I wanted them to sign Carson once begin the season, get him ready in the playbook. I think they were so focused on protecting his confidence that they have basically hurt their football team.
0: Yeah, it's it's not looking good for Zach, to be honest. They might have to get like a another coach, uh, uh, performance coach in that building. Just to, like you said, the confidence, it's a mental thing, Jake. And I think a lot of the stuff that we're seeing with Jack, with sorry, with Zach, is is a mental piece. But to be honest, the Patriots barely snuck away from this one, Jake. They barely snuck no. away from this one. And I, I think that goes to the Jets defense. The Jets defense didn't allow didn't didn't allow a play over 20 yards. I know Farrell Brown had that big catch in the tight end um uh, for the Patriots but the Jets didn't allow over 20 yards in in just in, in anything and so I think that's a testament to what they're doing um on, on the game there in the game there and then the Mac Jones the chief shot um against our guy Sauce that was that was kind of corny that was kind of corny um I think it was Slayer somebody that wrote on Twitter like he's always doing that dirty stuff and so you know I would we like found to the suggest-
1: next grace Grayson Allen guys
0: we might have found the next Grayson. And I went to Syracuse, and Grayson Allen went to Duke, and I didn't like watching Grayson Allen at Duke. And yeah, uh, so that 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 dirty stuff that doesn't belong in our game at all.
1: Yeah, you know I, what I remember of Grayson Allen is when he botched a layup and Kansas beat him. So that I love Grayson Allen for that reason. Uh, anyway, <laughs> hey, it's you got to so- fight fire with fire, but you got to be respectful in doing so. Respectful jabs. You don't you don't got. have to name call. Just yeah (laughs) banner baby uh (laughs) but um the browns dominated the titans as we talked about my question for you is deshaun watson back he looked really good i thought we saw you know his ability to create off script the the accuracy um i understand people don't like him there's a bias there i'm trying to remove that bias on this show We, we know all the allegations out there and everything he's gone through and it has been a lot of it's been in his corner, but we're trying to, to be unbiased football analysts here. He looked good.
0: Yeah. He looked good, Jake. I mean, it's kind of like talking you know, when it comes to music, you know, you, you have your Kanye West on and your R Kelly. And it's like, Ooh, I should not be listening to this, but it's damn good music. You know, <laughs> not the same thing, not the same thing as Deshaun Watson, but yeah, when you watch, it's like, Ooh, I don't really feel great about, you know, his past, but What he's doing on the football field is is daggone impressive, Jake. My man was, let's see, 27 for 33, 289, two TDs and 123 passer rating. That's the best game he had this year, and it's pretty daggone impressive, especially after the Titans won the week before, right, the performance that they put on. And so this Browns team is really impressive. You think about even the defense, right, only allowing Ryan Tannehill 104 yards total, 62 passer rating. And, and our guy, um, the defensive end here, Miles Garrett, three and a half sacks, eight pressures. Come on, dude. Defensive player of the year talks. Put it up because he he is looking like that. That defense for the Browns, daggone impressive.
1: Yeah. You know, the Browns, they look scary, man. They only lost <laughs> one game to the Steelers, and it was down to the wire. And they lost Nick Chubb in that game and had to completely change their whole offensive philosophy on the fly. Uh, two touchdowns to my guy Jerome Ford. Shout out to him. Uh, Pierre, um, you know Pierre Strong got involved as well, so that was good to see. So the Browns, that whole division's wide open now because the Ravens were, they could have moved way ahead with that three and zero record. That was not what happened. Bills absolutely crumbled the Commanders. Uh, 37 to three Sam Howell looked absolutely terrible throwing four interceptions, including a pick six where he threw it literally right at the linebacker. The chiefs pummeled Justin Fields and the Chicago bears 41, nothing. Uh, something has to give cam because the bears and Broncos are playing each other next week. Uh, oh. Two teams that <laughs> they gave a combined 111 points up. Uh, yeah, not not ideal there. And the Steelers won once again, back to back seasons. They went in primetime against the Raiders. Kenny Pickett uh, with a go ahead touchdown. Unfortunately, Jimmy G suffered a concussion. You know, prayers to him. Hopefully he gets you know, he gets back and he's ready to go. Um, but that was that was all of that, man.
0: Man, I mean, and then also too, you think about Jimmy G going down. That is very unfortunate. Think about preseason, Jake, and think about who was behind Jimmy Geno. Brian Hoyer there. Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, my guy. I think we're going to see an emergence of one of the better quarterbacks in, in the league. And so I do hope Aiden O'Connell is able to step out on the field because if Brian Hoyer isn't, isn't able to move the ball forward for the Raiders, we're going to see Aiden O'Connell. And on the defensive side, Jake, i want to call this out. Chandler Jones, prayers up to him. I know he was now moved to a, a facility where he can work on himself. And I'm praying for him because I was just up just up at Syracuse, um, you know, talking to all alumni. And we're worried about him, so I'm glad that he's now found some support and hopefully we can get better from there.
1: Absolutely, um, I think we'll end it on there. Uh, that that's a good positive note to end it on. Definitely not jet signing Trevor Simeon because I, I don't want to get too much into that. Um, but that that's, that's going to be that man. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Ken was not ready for that, but it is what it is. You can follow me at JK Bogan. You can follow cam at Cameron Lynch 50 and uh, we'll be back to preview week four and get you guys ready for hopefully another exciting Sunday. Uh, Maybe a defense won't give up 70 this week. You guys take (laughs) care. Later folks.